Well, New Zealand has joined a chorus of countries criticising a planned Israeli ground offensive on the southern Gazan city of Rafa. The city is sheltered to more than half of the Gazan population. This after northern parts of the territory were bombarded uh, over the last few months. New Zealand's Foreign Affairs Minister Winston Peters put out a statement last night uh, saying he is extremely concerned. He says the protection of civilians is paramount and the humanitarian consequences of a ground offensive quote, would be appalling. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has reiterated his plans, though, to enter Rafah and says safe zones will be set up in the north. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher has been covering this story and is in Jerusalem. She joins us now. Uh, good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the programme. What is the latest on this uh, in Rafah? Is the attack there imminent? Well, we don't know when the incursion would take place because we haven't been given a timeline. What we have is the Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, speaking very forcefully um, again today. He was doing an interview with an American television station in which he has said that he clearly intends to do this, to send Israeli troops into Rafah. He says it's necessary in order to win the war because there are still some Hamas battalions there and they need to be defeated in order to defeat Hamas. And I think they also, the Israelis, believe that some of the key leadership of Hamas is now in Rafah. And so he has been quite clear that this is what he wants to do. Having said that, he also seems to be trying to address at least some American criticism, uh, and he, he's, because the Americans had said they would not support this, uh, this kind of a move unless there was a clear plan, a proper plan, I think the words were, to protect the safety of those civilians there. As you mentioned, more than a million people have crowded into Rafah in the past four months. So it's not only a crowded situation, it's a chaotic and under-resourced one. Uh, so Mr. Mr. Netanyahu is saying, well, okay, you want a plan. We will have a plan. There will be a plan for evacuation. Uh, and he's asked his military to prepare one, uh, but he hasn't given details about what it would include and he hasn't given a timeline. How much uh, weight has been given to those assurances, given what we've seen in the past? Uh, I mean, is, is it actually possible for those people in Rafa to evacuate uh, safely? Well, that is a good question. There is a lot of skepticism about that. I spoke to a very senior UN official who's basically in charge of the uh, of the UN's response to what's going on in Gaza at the moment, and he has just come back from a trip there, or a visit there, and he said, um, you know, the UN is already struggling to keep up or to, to meet the needs of the people in Rafa, which he described as a sort of last refuge for them. They are, many of them arrived carrying very little because they had to evacuate from other parts of Gaza. It's worth noting that two-thirds of the Gazan territory had been declared uh, evacuation areas by the Israelis. So, so many people came to the south. He said uh, they were in a fragile state. Uh, and to move all of those people, which of course would be a logistical issue any time, but especially with them uh, having so little and the UN uh, is uh, struggling to have resources for the situation as it exists. He said, Rafa is our contingency plan for what's going on in Gaza. And now we're having to think about a contingency plan on our contingency plan. And we actually don't have the material to kind of move, to sort of set up a tent. He didn't say this exactly, but the idea was you can't, didn't have the material to, to move 11, uh, more than a million people and, and be able to give them what they needed. Also, it's important to note that this, that Rafa is the main point of delivery for humanitarian goods into Gaza. There is one other place where things are coming in, but Rafa is the main one.
it's turned into a war zone, um, it's difficult to see how the UN could respond. Okay, appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for the update. That was the BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher, who's been covering this story uh, from Jerusalem.